HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Okay, and we are back. Uh, this is Heritage Radio Network on tour. We are broadcasting live from the growing hotter Denver. Uh, we are, um, I'm Hannah Forden, and we are going to resume our chat by uh, talking with Paolo Di Croce, who is joining us from Slow Food International. Uh, and from Terra Madre, and we're really excited to speak with him. Um, before we do that, we just have to thank our generous friends who made our coverage possible. Um, that is Hearst Ranch, the Julia Child Foundation, and Julia Schaefer. Um, so, Paolo, you, what, uh, excuse me. So, Paolo has been involved in Slow Food for a long time. Um, you were instrumental in coordinating projects like the Arc of Taste and Presidia. Um, in 2003 to 2006, Paolo served as the General Secretary of the Slow Food Foundation for Biodiversity. And in 2004, Paolo served as the President of the Committee for Terra Madre. Uh, since 2005, Paolo is the Secretary General for the Terra Madre Foundation and serves as International Secretary for the Slow Food International Board of Directors, um, which is the highest governing body of the slow food movement. So we're really excited to talk with you, Paolo. Um, and I guess to start, uh, I want to talk about kind of the, a newer project for Slow Food. Can you tell us a little bit about Terra Madre? Yeah, Terra Madre is uh, maybe one of our most important uh, components of our network. It was created now many years ago in 2004 and was created to build a, a network, a, build ne a big network, global network of uh, food communities. Mm -hmm. People involved in uh, sustainable food production or, or as we say internally, good, clean and fair food production. So we started to build a network of farmers, fishers, uh, cheesemakers, chefs, whoever was involved in a sustainable production and we thought that was very important to create occasions to meet Mm -hmm. between them to create platforms, to exchange ideas, uh, to share uh, opportunities, also to share problems and to try to find a, a solution to these problems. It's been very successful and now after 14 years, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, we can say that uh, it's become one of the biggest global network of uh, small-scale farmers that has uh, a lot of activities. Uh, we are in 150 countries, uh, wow. so we really represent... Uh, the, 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 glo the global, uh, a very strong global presence. And every two years, there is a big gathering, a global gathering, when uh, these representatives from all these countries, uh, some of the representatives, of course, they, they gather in Italy, northwest, in Torino. 
to have an event that is called Terra Madre and that uh, it's a five days event that in a way it's not too different from Zofu Nations. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit bigger. Oh, wow. No, it's much bigger, of <laughs> course. You know, we have like more than 5,000 delegates and uh, last year that was open space, we had one million visitors in uh, five days. That for a city like Torino and for Italy, it's quite a big number. That's fantastic. And, and you mentioned, and this has been coming up for us all weekend with our other interviews, how important relationships and community are to changing our food system. And that is obviously a huge value for slow food. Um, but for farmers right now, that seems like the most important resource is being able to connect with other farmers, to share resources, share information, ask for help. Um, and I would love to hear kind of how you see that tying into what Slow Food does and this weekend we're building community. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think and what we learned in uh, so many years of uh, job in, in Slow Food is that uh, even if, of course, uh, every country is different and every region is different, uh, farmers and food producers, they are facing all the same problems almost everywhere in the, mm -hmm. in the world. Of course, with different cultural and financial implications, but the problems are always the same. And one of the big issues, big weaknesses that we have in the farm production is that too often, especially small-scale farmers, they are alone. They are alone and they have to compete with the market, with big corporations, and they are very, it's very, very difficult. So one of the challenges for small-scale farmers is to unite forces at a local level, at regional level, at state level, at a global level, because uh, uh, united uh, small-scale farmers can, be, can have a lot of solutions more to be on the market and to, to really be able to communicate why they are different from corporations. And Slow Food Nations is uh, one of the key reasons is to have farmers between, meeting between themselves. Yesterday we had a full day leaders meeting with more than 300 people coming from all over, all over the country to discuss about future activities and future projects and uh, and here and then there is the other component that is very important to have farmers and producers meeting people mm -hmm. meeting consumers meeting whoever is coming to to try to understand and to learn and to eat of course but it's of more course. important the the learning experience and, the, and, and hopefully enjoying all the food that they eat, but learning something. Absolutely. And it's, it's a great opportunity, yeah, to put faces to the people who are making your food, who are advocating for your food. Um, so for this amazing weekend we have, what events, what speakers are you the most excited for or things you can reflect on from yesterday? I know we had a lot of uh, panel discussions and... Yeah smaller session so what what have, what have been the highlights what are you looking forward to I mean there are there are many the program is very is very interesting and I think that it's very it's always very difficult to choose yeah. one uh, between <laughs> uh, between so many opportunities clearly what I'm happy about and this is a very important development for the food uh, USA in this country is that there is a big attention on uh, a lot of components related to social justice to equity to inclusion to uh, a lot of activities that are very important and that we have never to forget when we talk about, uh, about everything, but also about food. We have never to forget that diversity in food is a value and that cultural diversity is a value. So I'm very happy that we, uh, there are many panels discussing this and also that the Food USA developed a very important uh, manifesto on equity inclusion and that is part of the, of the discussion of these days. So 
I would not choose one, but I choose a topic and uh, also the discussion we had yesterday and also yeah, the participate to a panel about the future of food and how we can really reshape and rethink uh, about a different model, more sustainable model. Uh, it's always very interesting. Yeah, the panel yesterday was fantastic. Um, and just to go back in time a little bit, um, I know you were instrumental in coming up with the Arc of Taste, which is one of the most important and I think well-known components of slow food. But if there are listeners who are out there who aren't familiar, can you give us a little summary yeah. about what that is, what it means? Yeah. The starting point is that uh, due to the, to the current food system, but that basically is the food system that has run the world in the last 70 years, uh, one of the bad consequences, there are many bad consequences, but one of the bad is that we are losing our food diversity. We are losing, uh, we have lost a lot of crops, we have lost uh, animal breeds, uh, we have lost vegetable varieties. And, uh, and uh, up to 20 years ago, uh, the general trend in marketing, they, they were explaining to everyone that uh, the only solution for the future was like the McDonald's style, the fast food style, eating yeah. the same food everywhere. And still today, I mean, 90% of the apples that are eaten worldwide are coming only from five different varieties. And we have thousands and thousands of varieties of apples. And uh, for the food, it's very important to promote, as we promote the cultural diversity, is the food diversity. So we choose the metaphor of the arc uh, to create a, a catalog to identify products that in a way are at risk of extinction. Mm -hmm. And so we have now more than uh, 5,000 of this product in 140 countries of the world. There is this catalog where we identify this product with a strong connection with identity, with the territory, with the history, and with the culture of the place from where they are produced. We create the catalog and we try to find uh, activities and projects and programs to promote this food, uh, to fight against the disappearance of this food and fight against the homologation and homogenization of, uh, of the food. And I'm curious, um, you know, we're submerged in the food issues here in the U.S. and, and we have a very specific uh, collection of things that we need to work on and things that we are yeah. proud of making changes. And I'm curious what things like are what are things like in Italy right now? Are you struggling with some of the same issues um, in terms of uh, biodiversity and, and also human diversity? Or, or are there other struggles that are specific to that? It's very similar. It's, yeah. again, very similar. Uh, because talking about, uh, you know, the food uh, uh, issues and topics that we have to discuss are very similar, uh, again, all over the world. Mm -hmm. Of course, with different consequences. Even if... Uh, uh, the big uh, paradox of, uh, of the food system that, that means that we have like uh, 800 million people who are starving, who are not regular access to food, and we have more than 1.5 billion people suffering of healthy problems due to the fact that we eat too much and we eat bad. It's something that is affecting everyone, and, and not everyone, but all the countries. And the, the one of the tragedies is that also in the in the global south countries, in the developing countries, uh, obesity and all these kind of uh, illness are, are becoming uh, natural for the bad food, bad quality. So we are fighting, we have to fight with this, and it's the same in Italy, it's the same in Europe, it's the same here. So I really think that uh, it's, it's related to what we were saying before, we have to unite forces. Mm -hmm. And the solution, they can only be global. If you think to the big uh, competitor, they are getting more and more global. If you think to what happened recently with the merger uh, between Monsanto and Bayer, 
two giants that they own, I don't know, 60%, around 60% of the seeds uh, globally. Uh, the, the solution, they can only be global, so we have to unite uh, in these battles, the US citizens, the North America, Europe, Africa, Latin America, everyone who believes that a different world is possible. Yeah. Um, and I know you, you just arrived from Italy yesterday, right? So um, I always love to hear what your best bite, what the most delicious thing you've eaten so far since you've landed here in Denver, <laughs> the highlight. This is again... Uh, hard question. A hard question, <laughs> because you, you want me to choose. We could do top three, top, no, no. top two. Top three, top two, you, you, you know, it's always difficult. Yes. It's like when they ask me which is your favorite dish in the world, <laughs> I, I cannot respond. It's, uh, yes. it's not fair. It's not fair to respond. What I wanted to, I, I think that what is important is to highlight, like, for example, what happened yesterday evening here mm -hmm. with the Big Eat, I think was the name, where there was a, a very nice uh, representation of uh, real food and tasty food. I think that this is the most important message that uh, I think that this kind of events, uh, it's one of the most important messages that this kind of events uh, have to deliver that the U.S. is a country with a lot of good food. Yes. Because, you know, in the global perception, in the global image, uh, in this country is McDonald's, this country is fast food, this country is uh, <laughs> this kind of thing. And it's not true. No, yeah. it's true. Unfortunately, it's also there's true, more. but there is much more, yeah. and then there is much more everywhere. And it's something that I learned. I've been in this country many, many times in my life, in many different places. And every time uh, I have a chance to discover something that I didn't know and that... Uh, and that, you know, it's something tasty. And if I have to make an example, yesterday we tried a hamburger that is a symbol of, uh, of bad food, it's a symbol <laughs> of junk food, symbol of everything bad in the history. It was good. It was tasty. It's simple. Yeah. You know, it, it's enough to, to have good bread and good meat. And why not having a good hamburger, eating meat twice a day, good meat? It's great. So I think that we have to deliver this message. Good food is everywhere. And uh, chefs are everywhere, producers are everywhere. We have to create connections between them and people who want to eat good food. Excellent. I love it. And I think that sets a really good tone for the rest of the weekend. We're all here to learn and taste and yeah. challenge ourselves. So yeah. I really appreciate you coming and sitting down with us, Paolo De Croce. Um, and we are going to take a quick break before we come back to our next guest, which is going to be um, Carrie Balcom. So again, thank you so much, Paolo. And thank you so much to our sponsors, Julia Child Foundation, Hearst Ranch, and Julie Schaefer. And we will be back shortly. Thank you.